Hello and welcome to the first episode of WNY Brews. This week I'll tell you about an event that I went to at the Hydraulic Hearth, put on by Hydraulic Hearth, Ruse Pierogies, and the Buffalo Beer Goddesses. We talked to the guys at Resurgence Brewery, and we talked to Adam Richmond from the Travel Channel about his new show, Man Finds Food. Happy Easter! This one is coming to you on Dingus Day, so today I'm drinking a Tiskia. It's a Polish beer, and if you want to follow along, we're going to open them in three, two, one. All right. So I'm drinking a Tiske. It's about the uh, only time of year I drink a Tiske. It's on uh, Dingus Day today, and I am Polish. I'm half Polish, half Irish. So this, this time of the year between March and April is pretty uh, hectic. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Scott. I am a home brewer out of Buffalo, New York. I am a member of the Das Hausbauer's Homebrew Club. And before I move any further, let me please thank uh, the Rearview Ramblers for using their song, You Can't Buy a Beer with Condolences, for our theme song. If you go to facebook.com slash rearviewramblers, you can find out all about them, local band. Now, this week, I had the pleasure of joining the Buffalo Beer Goddesses on Monday, I'll say crashing the party, uh, to a food and beer pairing night at the Hydraulic Hearth. And the food was provided by Andy Ruzchek of Ruz Pierogi. So it was the exact right time of the year for an event like that. It was at the Hydraulic Hearth, which if you haven't been, is a phenomenal place. It's a satellite brewery for community beer works. So they had a bunch of community beer works on tap, as well as some other beers. Uh, I think they had 12 on tap. Anyway, go down there. Say hi to the people there. Really nice people. Uh, same thing about the Buffalo Beer Goddesses. So I got a chance to talk to Andy Ruz about the pierogies. Or I should say, I got a chance to talk to his wife first, and then to Andy about the pierogies. He's got a pierogi business, Ruse Pierogies. I think it's at rusepierogies.com. It's at, at least on Facebook, facebook.com slash rusepierogies, where they're doing uh, buffalo wing pierogies. Uh, that night, they had a stuffed banana pepper pierogi, which was phenomenal. So first, we're going to hear from his wife, and then we'll hear from Andy. And this was recorded at the Hydraulic Hearth, so please excuse the noise. People were having a good time. So how long has the company been around? Uh, well, Andy started it literally out of our kitchen probably about five years ago. Yep. And now he formally, well, he formed a company about a year and a half or two years ago. And then it's just been taken off ever since. And he's building a storefront down on Niagara Street. So there, that's going to be up and running probably next year. Um, you know, progy, gloomky. But he's focusing more on... He does all the traditional, but he's focused, trying to focus a lot more on like the non-traditional. For example, like how we had the banana pepper and cheese today. He does um, like for St. Patrick's Day weekend. He did a Reuben pierogi. So he kind of goes with whatever kind of holiday. Obviously, it's Easter is coming up, so he'll do a lot of the traditional, the sauerkraut, uh, you know, the potato and cheese, farmer's cheese. So, so he's quite passionate. It's it's, it's his grandmother's recipe. So he's still a chef. He's still a chef. He's still, he's still got the nine to five going. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as he's, a chef can have a nine to five. Well, he's actually a, a, a correctional officer. So he's so got multiple jobs. He's got multiple jobs. So that's his correctional officer. And then, like I said, he started this a few years ago. It's a family recipe. It's his grandmother's recipe. His grandmother's 
87 years old so you know so he adapted it from her when when he was little making them and now Is and she then still he just them? uh she's not making them really cuz cuz he does so 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 he's doing all the work Are you Polish? I am 50%. Okay, and yep. me too. So oh, did, you, nice. did you grow up with pierogies? I grew up eating them. I didn't grow up making them. So, but now now obviously I know how to make them and he teaches our little girl every so often, you know, she'll step in and so she'll be growing up making pierogies and everything. So okay. it's kind of cool, yeah. All right, I'm going to try one of these. So at that time, I actually did try one. I tried one of the banana pepper pierogies. And I'm going to make a make a confes- uh, confession here. And I'm, I'm Polish, so this, this hurts. I actually, I'm not a huge fan of pierogies. But this is easily the first pierogi that I really enjoyed. And I, I expected it to be good because I love banana peppers, stuffed banana peppers. But this was the best pierogi for real that I have ever had. Uh, Andy paired it up with a with an arugula salad, and then uh, the Buffalo Beer Goddesses paired it up with the Lagunitas uh, Pilsner that that they had on tap at the Hydraulic Hearth. So let's talk to Andy. So that was phenomenal. Thank you. Those were great. Everything worked out great, right? Yeah. Good so food, good got, people, good beers. You got the buffalo pepper. I'm sorry. The you banana, got the pep- banana pepper. Banana you pepper and cheese. Wings. We have buffalo chicken wing pierogies. We have a bacon cheeseburger pierogi. Yeah. Um, uh, we do a. Um, Roasted red pepper, blue crab pierogi, uh, the cinnamon apple pierogi that you had tonight. We also do, and uh, we do like uh, a sauerkraut with kielbasa and bacon. Yeah. We do the three staples, like your traditional Polish pierogi, which are a potato, a farmer cheese, and then a sauerkraut. We do we do those also. Right. Now, if somebody wants to get a hold of your pierogies, where are they going to do it? Right now, we're, we rent a space in Hamburg. We rent a kitchen, and I, it's pretty much word of mouth, friends and family. But so they, I open they it. can stop by or call and nope, order, you gotta, order a bunch? you got to call me uh, or text me or fa- give me, send me a uh, message on Facebook, yeah. and we, we'll, I'll tell you, give me your order, and about four or five days later, you can come pick them up at my house, or uh, we can meet somewhere, and that's how we're doing things right now. We're real down home. And uh, it's just, it's word of that's, that's how it, 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 it kind of took off, so we're kind of just going with it you know thank you what's the uh what's the facebook page uh roost pierogi you know you can go to roost pierogi on the facebook page and that will just you know show you some pictures of uh the past events that we did like wing fest wing fest we won best new product for our chicken wing pierogi uh we also have done uh an event at the marcy casino at delaware lake we did a we we, we combined with resurgence brewery Coles and the Marcy Casino and we did an uh, event called Pints and Pierogi and we did uh, seven different pierogies and we paired them with, with four different beers and that one uh, we, we sold out there, about 600 people showed up. Wow. Yeah, so that was exciting. And uh, it's just getting cool. We did, we've been doing, we did another thing at Resurgence. We did uh, St. Patty's Day with a Reuben pierogi and uh, we did tonight with the Gawonki entree and some other pierogies that we paired with a salad and with ice cream and for uh, entre- appetizer entree dessert with the beers and we've been doing cool stuff like that all over town and people are seeming to be uh, liking it very much awesome. all right and again excuse uh, the amount of noise that was happening in those but I-, I did record it right out in the bar area of the hydraulic hearth and again it was crowded people were having a great time so thank you to uh, the buffalo beer goddesses and hydraulic hearth and and andy Ruzchek. i also took uh, some video of that night and i'm going to be putting that together and putting it up probably by midweek up on wnybrews.com 
or thehomebrewers.com, either way. After that, uh, the next night, I had a chance to sit down with the guys at Resurgence Brewery. Specifically, I got to sit down with uh, Dave Collins, the master brewery, brewer, excuse me, and uh, Eric Greiner, the assistant brewer, to talk about some of the beers that they have that are, are Buffalo-specific, the Loganberry Wit, um, the Sponge Candy Stout, and a Schwartz beer, which was, which was phenomenal. So let's talk to those guys. And then after that, we'll be talking to Adam Richmond from the Travel Channel. So, you want to talk about uh, what we got over here? Yeah, so, so first, introduce yourself. We're at Resurgence Brewery on Niagara Street downtown. Yep. And tell me, tell me who you are. Yeah, my name is Dave Collins. I'm the head brewer here, or master brewer, whatever you want to say, whatever sounds cooler. And uh, across from me is Eric. He's the assistant brewer. He'll be right back. And uh, we, have, we poured you a couple beers here today. Two of them are local favorites, and one is local ingredients. So... Two of them are based on uh, the local uh, flavors, right? So, right. and I'm from Syracuse originally, so I didn't really know what a Loganberry was before we started. Oh, it's, it's like not even that regional. It's, no, it's... Yeah, nothing, not even over there. Okay. Yeah. You have Wegmans, though, right? Yeah, we have okay. Wegmans, um, and we say we say uh, soda, and you guys say pop. So oh it's, yeah, no, it's a very wrong. strange thing. We're right. It's it's simple. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll give it to you because it's your show. That's right. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll just cut it out if you didn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the first one uh, that you're going to be sampling is our Loganberry Wit. So nice. it is a traditional wit wit beer style, uh, but we so we used a uh, Belgian wit yeast, and then we filter it, which isn't generally done with a wit. And um, wits generally have uh, orange peel and coriander, but we didn't put that in there. Uh, we skipped that in lieu of putting in loganberry. And this is great, and that's my that's my normal problem is I hate coriander. Ah, yeah, that it's too spicy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Right? You're probably not being picked up. He said that's the way he likes it, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not supposed to be in the conversation at all, so okay. F off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you got to get closer to the mic, I think. So I, I took a picture of this. If you want to see a picture of what the Loganberry Wit looks like, uh, go to uh, wnybrews.com, and I've got pictures up there. It's just real sessionable, perfect summer beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely. only a little over 4%. You know, it's very easy to drink. Um, if that was, if we had that in like a bottle or a can, I would take that golfing, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, oh, it's a great golfing beer. <laughs> sure. I mean, any beer is a good golfing beer for well, Right. <laughs> <laughs> but this one's better than the others. All right, so what's next here? What's this? Uh, so the next beer is a, it's a German-style Schwartz beer, which means a dark lager. Uh, <laughs> typically use... Um, <laughs> What? No, I won't make this baseballs reference. <laughs> oh, you I'm can. Sure yeah. Everybody makes my Schwartz is as I'm big sure, as yours yeah, for sure. Right? So, <laughs> but uh, this one's not even on tap yet. We're gonna probably release it either next week or so. Um, but it's all New York ingredients, so it's all New York grain. It was roasted by a local roaster out in uh, Batavia, and shout he out to Ted Holly. Yeah, shout out to Ted Holly. He actually the roasted barley that we used for that. Yeah. Um, takes him four hours to roast 20 pounds of it wow. and we used i think 80 pounds in this <laughs> yeah. batch so yeah it, it actually took him longer to make a 20 percent of our grain bill than it took us to make the entire beer you know wow. during the during you know the brew process so it's pretty neat and this uh is really nice yeah it came out really nice very smooth sessionable Absolutely. Um, but it still has those kind of uh, darker chocolate little roasted notes to it yeah um and Really good toast, uh, toast flavor to it. Nice and smooth, it. very little, like yeah. no bitterness to it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's 
appropriate for the style, you know. It's a little chocolate note. Yeah. In the back. Yep. Just finishes out through. So do you, this was on a, on a smaller system then? No, that was brewed on a 15-barrel system, but we only uh, brewed seven barrels of it. So we just okay. we brewed a gravity then. So, right. And we have a, a barrel measuring stick that Creveller gave us, so it just gives us an idea of what we need to do. So. Do you have yeah. a pilot system around? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a 20-gallon yeah. pilot system. It's uh, direct fire, but I mean, okay. thankfully we have our hot liquor tank, so we don't have to wait for hot water to heat up. So. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We're spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> our, our pilot brews, we can crank out in like three hours. Yeah. Beautiful. So that's pretty cool. So how many barrels are you sending out? What are we doing six uh, months? I don't know. It's hard to gauge because we go through a lot out of the tap room. Yeah. Um, so we're generally moving about 40 kegs a week out of the tap room. Wow. And at least 30 or 40 out of the uh, out to bars every week. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty solid. That's uh, filling growlers. We yeah. fill growlers out of the tap room, yeah, and we have, you know, we have food and we have full uh, hours on the weekends and stuff, so people come in and hang out and, you know, the original idea was to have people come in, have a couple of beers, and then jump off to Elmwood or whatever, but yeah. uh, it turns out that the space is a little bit too cool, so people don't, <laughs> don't want to leave. And, uh, <laughs> and you got the games? Yeah, and it worked. Some of my age, you show me Connect Four, I'll stick around. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's a real battle of wits at that uh, Connect Four, <laughs> too. I've seen some some people get pretty hot-headed over it. So I always lose. After you have a couple yeah. in, it, just, <laughs> it starts to mean more. It's more important yeah. to win. <laughs> It's uh, one of those things like, how is this guy smarter than me? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what is going on? So the sponge candy, that's yeah. what you're holding, right? Yeah, yeah, you're holding a sponge All candy right. stout. So we actually brew it with spon- Watson's sponge candy cuttings. Oh, it's actually in there? It's yeah. actually in there. All right. Uh, so we put it into the boil and we do it, uh, we kind of cook it down to like an emulsion and okay. uh, add it to the post-fermentation as well. So you can kind of get more of that toffee, caramel flavor, and that's really from the sponge cuttings being reduced and more or less injected in. Yeah, that's really nice. So, um, and then you got we we all the chocolate flavor comes from the chocolate malts, the pale chocolate and dark chocolate malts that we use from uh, William Crisp uh, Malting Company. Is that local too, or is that? No, it's out of England. Yeah. Right. We're, oh, okay. But their pale chocolate malt is amazing. It tastes. It gives you such a strong like milk chocolate flavor almost. It's unreal. That's great. Yeah. See it's my really stupid cool. question. Cutting that one out there. No, it's oh, all good. <laughs> did you? Uh, did you tell them like did, so with the with the sponge? It's a fermentable. Oh, yeah. It's an adjunct. So, yeah. I mean, it just it only gets fermented away by the yeast. I'm not sure if you said that. I really wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't it's, well, it's like corn sugar, right? Oh. So yes. and it's uh, just been adjusted with generally. Uh, what is that? Baking soda and stuff like that at Watson. So yeah. I don't know if you know how they make sponge. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it once, and so, I've, I've seen it fail. Yeah. How's <laughs> it fail? I, I don't it know. Just, it just doesn't puff too, up. It, it, it stays like real thick and real, real sticky. Right. And uh, so they carve all that stuff off. Okay. Off the sponge. Like they produce this big ball of sponge that's like three feet in diameter. And then they carve the heart of it out. And then they cut the heart into squares and cover it in chocolate. So all like those cuttings, ball? though, yeah, yeah it literally strange. is in a big ball, and it comes huh. out of like a big copper pot. Yeah, it's pretty neat. You're probably just giving away trade secrets right away. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, probably, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it. Sponge candy makers writing notes. Yeah, like, right oh, now. Oh, shit. Well, huh? what's the secret ingredient? That's what they do, huh? So, and the secret ingredient is <laughs> yeah, he's actually, uh, it's a shaved unicorn horn. Being controlled, yeah, yeah, by aliens right yeah. now. So everything's <laughs> a lie. Yeah, right. Awesome. So, 
And the secret ingredient is leprechaun piss. So you're welcome. <laughs> so while I'm drinking this one, Eric, you didn't actually get yeah. to introduce yourself. Oh, I'm Eric, actually. I'm the, uh, the assistant brewer at Resurgence. Assistant brewer, what, what's your job? So my job right now, since we're in such a smaller brewery and it's just Dave and I, yeah. my job is to make sure everything is good to go. Tanks are clean, CIP and tanks, um, cleaning kegs. We do double brew days. Dave takes over the first session usually, and then uh, he gets out at 2. Yeah. He comes in at like 5.30 and then leaves at 2, and then I usually take over and stay till about 7 or 8. So it all depends on what we're doing That's and like, stuff question. like that. How often do you brew in a month? Brewing a month, uh, usually on average. Is that like it's a, it's Monday? It's brew day. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, we if Monday was a brew day, yeah. If Monday, right? if Monday was a brew day, it would be the the greatest Monday ever. But unfortunately, yeah. Mondays aren't usually like that. So Monday is like cleaning day. Yeah. Tuesday's cleaning day. Sometimes Wednesday is double brew day. Yeah. Thursday. And Friday, but you know, generally we're brewing what five or six days a week. Yeah, it's great. We we try to, and then like on average, I'd say because I mean, winter you're like in the brewing time, it gets slower, slower yeah. bars, people drink less beer and stuff like that. So roughly around two and a half times, I would say, <laughs> what a week uh, in the winter brewing? overall. In the, but oh, I mean, in, in the, the summer, yeah. in the summer, we'll be cranking out <laughs> double day. brews every other day. Nice. So I mean, just our farmer has trouble. Keeping up, that's it. Did you think about growing out one of those long beards? No. Like the Sam Adams so His, could be <laughs> his beard actually grows in all white trash. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I haven't shaved reference. in like two weeks. You right? can't tell. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Like you could be that guy that everyone comes in like, hey, I know that guy. The beardless brewer. That's, a, that's right. <laughs> we actually were talking about making a beer called the beardless brewer because... I cannot grow facial <laughs> hair. That's great. This I, is I totally understand. Two weeks. This takes me 15 years to get to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what do you think about these these guys here? Everything is great. Cool. Oh well. Right. I I yeah. have not had a bad beer yet at Resurgence. Cool. I, I promise I would let you know if I had. Okay. Yeah. The other one we gave you was our session IPA. That's, session IPA. It's a spring beer, and was, we we yeah. call it the thaw. The thaw. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like the claw. Nirvana awaits. Is that ET? That, no, no, it's Toy Story. I'm saying you're too young. Yeah. Right. No, I saw Toy Story. Toy Story is like my. Yeah, you saw. I saw Toy Story too. Yeah. <laughs> and three. <laughs> Thank you. That's my joke for you. All right. Good talk. So, uh, so that one's um, Simcoe, Galaxy, and... Uh, Mosaic. Mo- was it Mosaic? Oh, we did use Mosaic. I, yeah, yeah, I can't say I've ever knowingly had Galaxy hops. Oh, yeah. So this is great. Awesome. Oh, there you go. Ta-da. Right? So Thanks Galaxy so gives you like kind of a pineapple... Uh, sit, like, yeah, it's really citrusy. Tro- tropical citrus character, yeah. yeah. Our hop guy told so. us it's one of the hardest hops to get your hands on. Thankfully, okay. we just got we lucky, got, I guess. Right? <laughs> so. We got insanely lucky because yeah. um, I contracted a, almost a 1,000 pounds of it. And having knowing, you know, no idea how hard they were to get, I just somehow got my hands on them, and, uh, and they're, they're ours now. But good, hops <laughs> are really like the uh, – they're, they're worth their weight in gold. Yeah. Eric and I both say this all the time. Yeah. Because um, they really are. They're like 15 bucks a pound sometimes. Yeah. And uh, so they're really, a lot of hops are really hard to get. We finally got our hops, our hands on some mosaic, so we made a, a beer, or the thought with mosaic. Yeah. Um, we just made a Imperial Red IPA that we just uh, kegged up today. That's nice. going to be all Citra, Galaxy, and Simcoe. That one's going to be pretty killer. Yeah. Is there anything so. else you guys want to add? I don't know. Do you have any other questions? It looks, it looks like you got other stuff going. Yeah. I, uh, how about this? If I, because uh, I, I know people are going to 
well, that's knocking on wood that people actually listen. If people listen to this, they're going to be like, why didn't he ask that? So can I give you guys a call back if I have more questions? Yeah, of yeah, course. Like somebody somebody tweets at me like, why didn't oh, you ask God. blank? Yeah, blank yeah. Or, this just is open door policy, man. Just walk right. in. Yeah. Let there be a, let <laughs> just go with my whole pack progress. of stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's all good. Yeah, no problem. All right, guys, thank you. Absolutely, Anytime. man. So, so you heard the guys there, Dave, Dave and Eric were extremely cool. In fact, everybody that I talked to at Resurgence was extremely nice, welcoming. If you haven't gone there, it's on Niagara Street uh, downtown. Then uh, we got a phone call, or I should say this, this actually happened first, and then we recorded that interview afterwards. Got a phone call uh, from Adam Richmond. He's got a new show on the Travel Channel called Man Finds Food. And he called about five minutes early, which only matters because I, I wasn't completely done setting up. So beginning part of this interview, um, I don't have Dave and Eric's voice on there. About halfway through, because we talked for about 10 minutes, and about four or five minutes in, I was able to get their voices in on it too. Uh, I had Eric go back and ask a question because otherwise what, what Adam is saying doesn't make any sense. Otherwise, I'm going to be uh, filling in what we said over the top of it right now for just a few minutes. But this is Adam Richman talking about, first of all, beer and his new show on the Travel Channel, Man Finds Food. So joining us now is Adam Richman from his new show, Man Finds Food. I'm here at Resurgence Brewery with Dave and Eric. Mr. Richman, how are you doing today? Oh, it's going well. I, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. It's funny, you know, the only magazine I've ever done the cover of, not counting, you know, my college alumni magazine, of course, is Draft. So I'm pretty stoked about this. My grandpa was a beer distributor, so I feel it's like my birthright, you know? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, we're here at Resurgence to talk about um, beer and, and craft beer, I guess. Are, are you, you know, heavy into craft beer? Um, I wouldn't say pretty heavy, uh, but I, I have my, you know, I have ones I love. I, you know, I, I had a really wicked um, IPA addiction <laughs> for a pretty significant period of time. It's weird, like, I, I can always appreciate a good beer. But I, I just got back from um, from London, and it was funny because I've been training so hard for the soccer. Uh, I played for a soccer team in Los Angeles. I've been training so hard and trying to drop weight and stuff, and I hadn't had beer in a while, and I forgot. Like, it's that first, you know, like, I, I love bourbon. I lived in Kentucky for a hot minute, but it's like that first time you have beer after you haven't had it in a while, and you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. So you, you've lost a lot of weight lately. Yeah, about, uh, I guess I'm close to about 80 pounds down. Wow, 80 pounds. Congratulations. Thank you, brother. Uh, so Eric next to me here, uh, whose mic isn't on, wants to know if you're excited about Steven Gerrard coming. Uh, yeah, he is coming. And, and after his last uh, his last debacle out there with Liverpool, was he on the pitch for 38 seconds? You got to feel bad for him. Like it's something, they almost went down to nine men. So it's definitely groovy. And the interesting thing is there's uh, I also am on the roster for a team in Doncaster called um, FC Ivanhoe. Mm-hmm. And their slogan is uh, win, lose, we're on the booze. <laughs> and they, those boys, like I thought like, when I lived in like Alabama, those boys knew a little bit about you know having having a cold burr. But uh, damn, trying to drink with some English boys from Yorkshire—that is not an easy feat. Now Eric plays soccer. Yeah, plays soccer. Went over to Europe for a little bit. I'm gonna let Jenkins. Oh, cool. So uh, did all that stuff. Yeah, uh, it was funny. So we were over in Europe the one time, and we were playing some kids in Germany. 
and they're about 15 or 16 and uh they were smoking cigarettes and drinking beers before the game so 16 year old me is just like oh my god who are these people like get out on the pitch with them and they just destroy us so it was just it was mind blowing yeah i don't get it i don't know how some of these cats are smoking <laughs> like i remember i um i went to someone's birthday party or something and we were smoking or something and i was just like I don't know how in God's... How? And, you know, Ozzy Ardiles, who played for my beloved Tottenham Hotspur, he famously used to put his cigarette out at the end of the tunnel uh-huh. and then just go out there, win the FA Cup, just chilling, smoke a cigarette, no biggie. I'm like, I would be deader than Dillinger if I tried to do that. <laughs> uh, all right, so tell us about the new show. So the new show, in my opinion, is the uh, the best I've done. And that's not like some like, wow, thanks for the soundbite, jackass. But in my heart of hearts, it's the very best I've done. And you guys are in Buffalo right now, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Right. So here's a perfect example. So, and this will totally sound like some name droppy BS, but it's not. So Chad Michael Murray is one of your own. Uh-huh. He's from Buffalo. He's a good friend of mine. And it's funny. We had the whole discussion about Schwabbles versus mm. Charlie the Butcher. Uh-huh. And. Because um, I, I think beef on Weck is phenomenal. I have a sandwich on Weck in my upcoming cookbook. Nice. Um, in fact, I, I made a pairing menu for a winery in Argentina, and I made a beef on Weck. Fully will cop to it. But those are the types of places that locals know about. That's what we might have showed on Man versus Food. Like if we were going to Buffalo, we might do Schwabble, Charlie the Butcher, Anchor Bar, that kind of thing, right? Right. But Man Finds Food is about hidden restaurants and off-the-menu dishes. So these are places that the locals themselves may not even know about. I'm talking about hidden, like we found a restaurant in a um, behind a bookcase in a youth hostel in Austin. Huh. Uh, we found a a restaurant in East Boston mm-hmm. in a random, actually rather scary concrete building in East Boston <laughs> that's making Australian meat pies. There's even a restaurant we found in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that makes um, Pakistani food, uh-huh. and they've been there for years. They've never once advertised. They make maybe four dishes. They're open like, I don't know, three hours a day, four hours a day. Yet, they have a line that goes across the basement, up the stairs to the lobby, across the lobby and out the street. And people will drive to this place from like Menominee and Waukesha. And those are like a half hour away just to eat at this one place. The other types of dishes we show are literally places that are that have an off the menu dish. Okay. So it could be something that you sort of just have to be in the know to know about uh-huh. to places that are like let's see, what's a good example? Okay, so there's an awesome place called Mason Southern Provisions in Nashville and you have to follow the chef on Twitter to get the password. Then you have to whisper the password into your server's ear, uh. which I swore <laughs> to God was going to be an HR violation <laughs> what the password was I was like oh this will be dope when I get when the host gets maced on camera <laughs> oh that'll make it great TV here's the thing I love my crew with all my heart and I get to be the, I've been the guy in front of the camera but I'm nothing without them and that's not a soundbite that's not nothing I love them like family you know they come to my family functions in fact you know my, my Passover Seder looked like uh, the Benetton ad last year because <laughs> I had you know my Ecuadorian half Ecuadorian half Colombian PA uh-huh. and my Greek director you know and my sort of Viking Nordic uh, BGF <laughs> 
operator and my Italian Jewish sound guy, but we're family and I love them and I'm nothing without them. And what's so awesome is we actually include them in the show and not only are they tasting the food right alongside me, but because some of these restaurants are so damn well hidden that what we did was we planted GoPros and stuff all around the car. So as we're like looking for these places and freaking out because we can't find them, it's all real. And so in that moment with the password, my director's like, yeah, dude, here's, here's the password. This is what you got to say to get. And we were trying to get an off-menu liquid nitrogen ice cream soda with goo clusters at this restaurant, which sounded phenomenal, but you can't get it unless you say the damn password. The password, I w- it's one of, like, it didn't make me happy to have to say it, suffice it to say. And the funniest thing is I say to my director, and it's totally real, my, my B-cam op was rolling the whole time. I'm like, Kat, I'm, her name is Catherine, but she goes by Cat. I go, Cat, I'm not saying this. She's like, great, idiot. And we're not, we don't have a show. So either you say this shit or we're done. And I rap and then you have to tell the network why we didn't film today. So I was like, great. Thank you. Well, well, everybody, welcome to the end of my career. I'll tell you, man, uh, you come in here, say a secret password. I'll put you in the mash tun and give you a beer that I don't have on the menu. How about that? <laughs> I am. I will. You can put me in. I will drink my way out. Right next season. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You know, that's the nice thing about breweries, too. You know, I think it's a, it's truly one of the... Um, it's really like one of those lost arts. You know, I think... You know, you think about medieval era, and I was talking about this with my grandpa, may rest in peace, because his livelihood was beer, that you think about those trade guilds back in the day, you know, the the, the coopers who would make the the barrels and such like this, and and... You know, brewing is this ancient, ancient, centuries-old art form. And I think for anyone, you know, and I think you can appreciate on the level of cracking up in a cold, cold, cold one, you know what I mean? Or you can delve deeper. And I think it's that's what makes it so beautiful when you start learning about cask ales, learning what makes an IPA an IPA, or a Hefeweizen a Hefeweizen, or... and, and. there's a rich like history and it's uh you know and it's one of my favorite things to cook with ever yeah ever it's so good by the way the last my one geeky food thing i will throw out there as an aside before you of course watch man find food tomorrow night on travel channel April first at 9 p.m but uh, is this (laughs) did you know that if you drink Qingdao beer while eating a spicy shrimp dish, yeah. biochemically it makes a caramel in your mouth. Isn't that trippy? Yeah. That, yeah so like nice. any super spicy shrimp dish, while you're chewing it, take a slug of Qingdao, and it becomes like a caramel. So trippy. I'm gonna try that next. I, I feel right now, kid from Jerry Maguire. By the way, I feel like at any moment I'm gonna go. The human head weighs eight pounds. Right. <laughs> well, hey, thank you. You guys rock. I can't wait to see you in Buffalo. Awesome. Yeah, feel free to. You gotta stop in if you're ever up here. I'd be honored, man. I think you guys make a hell of a product. Cool. Yeah, appreciate it. Good luck with the whole soccer thing. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. I, I got uh, I got a game coming up in a couple weeks. I'm trying to drop the blubber fast. I'm furious. <laughs> cool. I'll celebrate by a beer. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. Be good. Yeah. Later on. Have a good one. So it was a really cool uh, opportunity to talk to Adam Richmond and that beer pairing that he mentioned there, the uh, Qingdao. I've called uh, the village beer merchant and... Uh, consumers to see if they have them in, and they they both do. It's it's spelled T S I N G T A O Qingdao, and a spicy uh, excuse me a spicy shrimp dish. Um, to pair those together, I've I've never tried it. I'm not a shrimp fan, but I'm going to try it because that seems worth it, right? 
So if you want to follow us, please do at WNYBrews.com. I'm on Twitter at WNYBrews. Uh, subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. We want to get a lot of people listening. The more people listening, the better, right? Buffalo has a great beer community. Let's see if we can keep growing it. It looks like this week uh, I'm going to be talking to the guys over at Rusty Nickel Brewing. And I, I had an idea to to see if they could pair one of the beers that they have on tap there in their um, in their tap room with another local Buffalo food, Mighty Taco. Now, I... I I know pairing food with taco is is something that people have done, but I think you can all agree with me that Mighty Taco is not like tacos. And I, I love Mighty Taco, so that comes from that's coming from deep down in my heart, a place of love. Mighty Taco is its own thing. I want to see what they have that we can pair with that, and we'll be talking about the guys over at Rusty Nickel. So this week, thank you so much to Hydraulic Hearth, to Andy Ruzchek, to the Buffalo Beer Goddesses. Uh, check them all out on Facebook, at Ruz Pierogi for, for Andy Ruzchek, at Beer Goddesses for the Buffalo Beer Goddesses. Um, and Hydraulic Hearth, man, I don't know what their Twitter is, but, but look them up because they are on Twitter. In fact, let's see, we've got 32 minutes into this thing. I'm going to look it up while I'm talking to you on the mic. I would also like to thank Adam Richman for calling in. That was pretty cool. And the guys at Resurgence, which I think... Oh, okay. Sorry. Hydraulic Heart is at Hydraulic Heart. And Resurgence is at Resurgence Brew, I think. Yeah, Resurgence Brew. At Resurgence Brew. The guys over there, everybody was phenomenal. I hope to talk to you guys again next week. We'll talk to you soon. If you could